Blog Talk Radio. This is Bobby Keys of WebRadio.com. And when I'm not on the air, I like to sit down and read a good magazine. The magazine I like is called 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's a magazine all about the baby boomers. 50 Plus, the second half magazine features the legends of classic soul like Delphonics, Jerry Butler, the Stylistics, the Manhattans, just to name a few. Read their stories and hear it straight from them. 50 Plus, the second half magazine also covers health care as well as the lives of everyday people. 50 Plus, the second half magazine is there to share information with you. So order your copy today. Go to the website at www.50plusthesecondhalfmagazine.com and check them out on Facebook at PAB Magazine. 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's all about the baby boomer. Morning show, Wise Words with Darius, is sponsored by 50 Plus, the second half. It's our time, online radio. Now, let's get ready for your host, the Professor Wise, coming up next. joining me on this beautiful Saturday. Um, We are in episode 35, Wise Words with Darius. Again, thank you for joining me. Today's episode, we are going to talk about change your view. Change your view. But before we get started and get into everything and really get this thing cracking, um, you know, I have to always take a minute to thank our um, sponsor for this opportunity, 50 Plus the Second Half Magazine. So I definitely want to thank the the magazine for giving us this platform and allowing us the opportunity to get together every Saturday morning and just share some things that help us spark thought. You know, and that's my goal and that's my mission is to really get you guys and everybody who, you know, I come across to just think. Sometimes we don't take enough time to just think about what we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing, what it is that we want to do, whatever it is. So, you know, my goal is always to give you some thought-provoking, wise words to um, and some success principles to help you become your best self and get to the place that it is that you want to get to. One thing I really want to um, share with you guys is, is you know, you, you have a lot of people that put out content and and do seminars and, and, and put out these videos, but they want you to do something that they're doing or they want you to do. And, and my goal is not that. My goal is to help you do whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you want to do. If it's being an entrepreneur, if it's being a a husband, a wife, a better father, a better mother, uh, you want a promotion on your job, whatever it is. My goal is to help spark the thought that can help you move in that direction. So thank you for joining me, you know, and I hope you stick with me as we go through because we talk about some great stuff, guys. Um, and so, you know, our sponsor for doing this is, is 50 Plus, the second half magazine. If you have not checked them out, especially the baby boomers, if you have not checked them out, go to 50 Plus, the second half magazine.com. If you are a business owner, I do encourage you as well to, to reach out to 50 Plus, the second half magazine to get your businesses out to that 
generation or to that audience if that's the audience that you're targeting. So today, let's get into it. I'm I'm pretty excited. This is going to be a little deep, guys. Um, but you know, I want to I want to push you guys. I know that you have more in you, and I want to help bring that out. So today we're talking about change your view. Change your view. What do you see? So if you have the gift of sight, and I call that a gift because some of us are not blessed to be able to have it, but if you have the gift of sight and you open your eyes right where you are right now, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're standing, wherever you're laying down, wherever you are, if you open your eyes right now, you will see. You will see what is in your direct line of sight, right? Pretty common sense. We're pretty much straightforward. Wherever you are, you open your eyes, you see, and your line of sight may include your peripheral, but you basically see what's in your line of sight, your direct line of sight. Now, if you turn 180 degrees, you will have a totally different view. Now, I want to go back to that for a second, guys, because this is something that kind of just bugs me sometimes. When you turn around to face the opposite direction, that is 180 degrees, not 360 degrees. Okay? <laughs> I hear people all the time say, oh, man, he made a complete 360. No, that puts you right back where you were, 180 degrees. So I digress, but I had to get that out. I hear it too often. So you turn, 180, you turn around 180 degrees, you have a totally different view. So what you see is based on what you see is based on what's in your direct line of sight. But if you have a vision, if you have a vision for your life and you have an idea of what it is that you want to accomplish, it does not matter which direction you face. That vision will always be the same. Let me say it again. If we open our eyes, we will see with our eyes what's in our direct line of sight. But if you have, and, and if you turn around 180 degrees, whatever the case may be, you're going to have a different view. But if you have a vision for your life and what it is that you want to accomplish in your life, it does not matter which direction you are facing. That vision will be the same. So here, here we have to understand that your vision Vision for what for your life, not just like having vision. The vision for your life is based on insight. That's based on insight. What you see is based on eyesight. And there is a huge difference between insight and eyesight. So eyesight is not the same as insight. What I have found is that most people operate make decisions, go through their day, and base everything on eyesight. Think about that for a second. Most people operate with their eyesight. They make decisions based on their eyesight, what they see. The, the issue that comes up with that is that their eyesight is usually in conflict with their insight. It's usually in conflict with their insight. So when you operate with your eyesight and it's in conflict with your insight, with that vision that you have, you make decisions based on what you see and not what you really feel 
that you should be doing. It's not decisions based on that vision. Remember, the vision is based on insight. You are making decisions based on eyesight more than likely, not all the time, because some people are very aware. Some people are on point, and they're on it. But for the most part, a lot of people are making decisions based on eyesight, and their eyesight is not in, con- in, in conjunction or, or li- aligned with their insight. So today, what are we talking about today? Today, I want to share some ideas. You know, and these are some ideas, and if it makes sense to you, now I encourage you to implement this stuff into your life, if it makes sense to you. So, but I want to share some ideas on how we, you know, how we have come to perceive things the way we see them with our eyesight. How do do we see those things? Why are we seeing things the way we see them with our eyesight? Um, and, And also, I want to share the importance of our insight matching the perception of what we see with our eyesight. Okay, so the importance of how those things being in line. So if your insight or your vision is in conflict with your perception and what you see with your eyes, you are going to struggle to achieve your goals that you have set in life. So if they're not in alignment, there is going to be a little struggle there. You're going to have some issues with really getting to the point where you having the things show up in your life that you need to show up in your life for the things that you have planned, the achievements that you have planned for your life. I hope that makes sense to you guys. So we're going to change our view. How do we change our view? That's what we're talking about today. How is it that, you know, the things that we see affect the things that we truly want to accomplish? So first let's go back and talk about, let's talk about perception. And how and why we perceive things and see things the way that we do, okay? Years ago, many, many years ago, I had a mentor who was really big on uh, neuroscience. And it's so funny because at the time, there was no, it really wasn't neuroscience, but he, was, he, he really talked about how our mind works how our mind operates. And this is one of the first people that really got me intrigued about learning how the mind works and being curious about why people make the decisions that they make. This gentleman's name was George Zalicki. He was a really, really um, inspiring guy for me. He was a friend of mine. I had opportunity for a few years to be mentored by him personally. But this is how he explained how we, re- we perceive things, Okay. This is how he explained. He said, our memory, our memory where everything that happens gets stored is like a whiteboard or like a dry erase board, right? So when we're born, as soon as we're born, this whiteboard is there. It's blank. It's a blank whiteboard. And as we experience different things in life, images are created on the whiteboard. Excuse me. So as we have these, as we have different experiences in our life, our mind creates these images, and these images are placed on this whiteboard. So, for example, when we're infants, right? We're just born. We have this blank slate. We learn who our parents are. So as infants, we know who our parents are, right? We learn who our parents are, and an image of them is put on this whiteboard. So an image is put on the whiteboard of who our parents are. We learn 
different things like what's a chair and what's a car and what is a house. And as we learn all these things, images are being put on the whiteboard. So as we go through life, as we have these new experiences, images are being placed on our whiteboard. The board represents our memories. And it's also, this is the other key, that when it places these images on the whiteboard, it also attaches emotions to the image. So how we felt when we had that experience, how we felt at the time that we went through whatever it is we went through, that feeling and emotion is attached to that image that's placed on the whiteboard. How and what we did when we were having the experience. That's the feeling that is attached to it. That's the emotion that's, that, that's attached to it. So as we're growing up, as we're young kids, as we're teenagers, as we're young adults, and then for most of us, where we are now, right? So all of the experiences, even though you may not recall them all offhand quickly, every experience that you've had, it's in you. It's in there. It's on that whiteboard. Okay, so here we are at the age that we are now, having had the experiences that we have had, our whiteboard has a ton of images on it. There are a lot of images on our whiteboard now. What happens and what has been happening the whole time that we've been here, what's been happening is when we see something, when we taste something, when we hear something, when we feel something. Now, when I say feel, I don't mean emotional feel. When I say feel, I mean touch. Like when we feel something, when we touch something. All of those things are part of the experience, are part of the emotions. So what happens when we see something, when we taste something, when we smell something, when we hear something, all of those things are part of that experience, okay? So all of what I call our input peripherals, our eyes, our nose, our mouth, our ears, our touch, sense, sense of touch, okay? When our input peripherals experience something, what does our brain do? So now we have, we've gone through, and we've had some experiences. And sometimes, even at the age that you are, you're going to have some new experiences. But when we have, when we go through something, we sense something. We, one of our input peripherals has, uh, is triggered. We touch something. We smell something. We see something. We taste something. Our brain now says, this is what our brain does. The brain goes and says, okay, in the limbic system, limbic part of the brain, it goes and it says, hey, have we had this experience before? Have we been through something like this before? So if you're going, whatever you go through, whenever you have this experience, what happens, our brain is instantly going to say, have we done this before? Have we been here before? Have we experienced this before? Let's check the board, the whiteboard, and see if we've done this before. So now your brain goes, and this is all happening like milliseconds, goes and it checks the board to see if there's an image that is the same or similar to what you're going through right now. So it goes to our whiteboard, it looks for an image that is either the same or very similar to what we are experiencing right now through our input peripherals, peripherals, okay? So now, if there is something that it finds on the board, 
if it finds something on the board that matches or that is very close, it finds this image, it directs us. This is where people don't, don't really get it. it. It directs us to respond to the experience that we're having right now the way we responded to when that image on the whiteboard was created. So we have ex- experience right now. We go check the whiteboard. There's an experience on there just like it. We actually respond based on that. Because remember, the image on the whiteboard contains all of the feelings and emotions that we had when we had that initial experience. So it brings all that back. We respond basically the same way we responded when that was first, we first had a similar experience. Now, if it's a new experience, what it does is it puts a new image on the board and it attaches all the emotions, all the you know, the feelings that we're having, it attaches that to the image that goes on the board. So here's what happens. Forget all the medical tar- jargon, all the technical stuff. You create a memory. You go through and have an experience. You create a memory. That memory is saved on the whiteboard. It is saved with the emotions and the feelings that you have. Now, you go through and you have an experience now. You're going through something, some event, something happens in your life, and your mind is going to the whiteboard to say, did we have an experience like this before? Did we have an experience like this before? If we did, let's go back to that image, bring back all the feelings and emotions, and let's respond based on how we did when we created that first experience. Now, when we see things, that are familiar to us, what happens is, and you, you, have you ever been in a situation where you, had an ex, you, you see something or you see somebody or you, you hear something and you feel inside a certain way and you're like, hey, I, this is, you're not seen this before. I felt like this before. It's the same feeling. If you find yourself going through the same type of situations and you're responding the exact same way every time you go through these situations, it's because on that whiteboard in, the, in your mind, that emotion and feeling is ta- attached to the image. So we end up doing the same thing. Now, here's where this all gets interesting, right? So we talked about the things that are being put on the whiteboard. So these are experiences that we have. But what's interesting about all of this is that the images, the images that are on our whiteboard are not always ours or created by experiences that we personally had. Mm. Did y'all get that? The images on our whiteboard are always not created based on what we have personally been through, what we have personally experienced, things that are on your whiteboard that you did not personally go through. (laughs) How is that, Darius? How is that true? Many of these experiences that we're going to have on, this, on our whiteboard are based on stories and experiences that we've either heard, somebody has told us, or we have read in a book, things that we have seen on TV or in the movies. Um, and those experiences that we witness, that we watch somebody else go through, now become experiences that are on our whiteboard. So now you saw that movie last week, and in that movie, this, this guy went through whatever, he was in a car crash or whatever, and something happened to him, that is on your whiteboard. So if something happens, now, 
not saying a car crash or anything like that, but if something happens to you that is similar to a character in a movie, guess what your mind does? Goes to the whiteboard. Do we have something similar? Oh, yeah. We have this image of what happened to this guy in that movie that we saw. Let's respond the way that we did when we saw it. So they're not always yours. They're not always, you know, images of things that you personally experienced. Now, here's the other thing that you have to keep in mind. You have to be very careful of what you let in. I talked about this before. You know, your brain doesn't really know how to decipher between something you said or something somebody else said. So if your brain can't decipher what you said or what somebody else said, then it's going in, it's going on your whiteboard. It's going in your memory, and that's there. Okay? So with your, now with this in your mind, understanding this, right? You understand this. You have, you have images on your whiteboard that are there because something happened directly to you, experience that you, you know, something you personally experienced, and experiences and things that happened that someone else went through, that you either heard, read, watched on TV, whatever the case may, may be. So when you find yourself in a situation, you will respond to that based on how you felt when you responded when it first happened when you first heard about it or when you first experienced it. And the beauty of this that most people overlook is that this happens unconsciously. We're not even aware that this is actually even taking place and that this is what's happening. So when you find yourself going through the same thing over, why do I keep having these same experiences? You know, why do I keep dating the same kind of guys? Why do I keep dating the same kind of women? Why do I keep going through this and going through that? It's because you're responding the exact same way every single time. And that way is obviously not the way to get through it. So I want you to think about that. Think about how we experience things. Think about what is recalling your feelings and your emotions. It's what's on your whiteboard. So we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When I come back, we're going to go through how this works, and we're going to talk about some of the ways that you actually may have experienced this if it's not clicking for you yet. So stay with me. We'll be right back. This is Bobby Keys, and when I'm not on the air, I like to sit down and read a good magazine. The magazine I like is called 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's a magazine all about the baby boomers. 50 Plus, the second half magazine, features the legends of classic soul like Delphonics, Jerry Butler, the Stylistics, the Manhattans, just to name a few. Read their stories and hear it straight from them. 50 Plus, the second half magazine, also covers health care as well as the lives of everyday people. 50 Plus, the second half magazine is there to share information with you. So order your copy today. Go to the website at www.50plusthesecondhalfmagazine.com and check them out on Facebook at PAB Magazine. 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's all about the baby boomer. This show is sponsored by 50 Plus, the second half magazine. Now let's get back to the show. Now, some of you may be wondering, why do I keep saying that there are images on this whiteboard? Some of you may have said, why do you keep talking about images? It puts images on the whiteboard. 
Now, if you if you're thinking if you're thinking why images and not words, let me tell you why. Our brain, our brain sees in pictures. Our brain sees in pictures. So when we have an experience, when we have a memory, when we go through something, we do something, we go someplace. What gets put on our memory bank is a picture. It's a picture. And our brain actually operates and thinks in pictures. Now, if you don't believe me, not really sure if that's how it works, let me prove it to you. Now, I need you to cooperate. Work with me here. If I say car, if I say the word car, what do you think? What comes into your mind? What comes into your mind when I say the word car? Do you see the word car? Like, do you see the letter C-A-R? Is that what comes up in your mind? Or do you see a picture in your mind of a car? I'm pretty sure all of you see a picture of a car. I'm also pretty sure that all of you more than likely either see your car or a car that you want. Right. So when we so this is proof that our mind sees and our brain works in pictures. So when when you think about something, when you think about your house, when you think about your job, there is a image that comes to mind, not the words. We don't see the letters and the words like that. We see the picture of it. Okay, so that's why I keep mentioning that there are images that are being put on these whiteboards and. Let me also prove that it's not always our personal experience that creates these images. Now, this has always been fascinating to me, right? So how many of you have ever witnessed, like with your own eyes, seen a skunk spray its little spray and smelt it at the time that it sprayed it and you're standing there watching? How many people have actually seen that? Like, actually seen that, right? I'm going to say pretty much, um, jump out there and say, probably not many. Probably not many people have actually seen the skunk. Now, there are some, but not many have seen the skunk, put up his tail, spray out this stuff, and smelt it, and said, oh, my God, that's a skunk. But, but, how many of you have been in a car or been out somewhere and smelt this disgusting smell and instantly thought in your mind, ooh, skunk. <laughs> skunk. How many have been there? I mean, I've been in the in the car, my wife and I or the kids, and we would ride through somewhere because we have them around here where we are. And we would ride through and be like, ooh, skunk came through here. Right? But I've never seen a skunk spray that and actually smell it. So I, I am based basing that experience of that smell on what someone else told me. The smell of a skunk is ingrained in my brain right now, right? But I've never seen a skunk spray and smelt it, so I know that that is the actual coming from a skunk. Isn't that amazing? So that lets us know that it's not always our own personal experience that create these images that are on our whiteboard. So sometimes the image is coming from an experience that you may have gotten from somebody else. So when you see something with your eyesight, your brain goes to your whiteboard. 
and it looks for similar images and reacts to them. Okay? So it finds a similar image. That image has emotions and all that stuff attached to it. You're in that same or similar uh, situation right now. You respond based on that. So that's how we see things. That's how we perceive things. And if it's something new, we're like, wow, that's new. And we create a new image. Now, now that we have this idea of how the, the brain creates memories and, and, and our hypothetical whiteboard and, you know, let's just tie all, let's tie all this back to our topic for today. So today is change your view. Okay. But I wanted to set it up so that we understand why we see and perceive things that we see and perceive the way we do. And I mentioned that our eyesight, based on our perception, what we see and those things that we see are based on things that we've experienced in the past. Our eyesight is not the same as our insight. Insight in context with this topic and what we're talking about today refers to how we see ourselves and our world from within, from within. How do we see ourselves in the world from within? This is our vision. What is it that we believe is our purpose? What is it that we believe we should be doing? And our, our vision encompasses all of this, our beliefs and what we believe our purpose is in this life. That's our vision. That's our insight. That's what we should be working from. Now, if you take some time to focus on what you believe your purpose is, you will create an image if you have not already done so. And some of us, most of us have done this unconsciously. You will create an image of what you look like living your life on, your, on purpose, living your purpose. So if you take some time and think about what it is that you feel that you're here for, what is your purpose? What should you be doing while you're here? If you think about it, you create an image in your mind of what that is. Because remember, our brain sees in pictures. Our brain functions in pictures. So we look at what is it that we're here for? What is our purpose? We create this image of what that looks like. We create this image of what we look like. Now, for me, let me, let me share my experience with you with this. For me, I believe my purpose is, in, in to, is to inspire people to think. That's it. I just want to inspire you to think about just whatever I, what the things that I share with you, I just want you to walk away and be like, hmm, okay. If you do that, I've achieved my goal just to get you to think about something and challenge something that you believe, right? So that's my purpose. That's my goal, to have you challenge what you may believe or what you may have been taught and to live life consciously, live your life consciously so that you can respond in a conscious manner, right? That's my goal. And when I think about my purpose, I have an image. I have an image of me being on stage, talking to hundreds and thousands of people. I see myself signing books because I am writing a book right now. I just want y'all to know that the book is coming. Be ready. Uh, I see myself signing books that I've written, uh, being interviewed, and working with people one-on-one to get them out of the situation that they're in and more and move them into and get them on the path to getting where they want to be. This is the picture that I have in my head. This is the image that I have of what my purpose is and what my goal is. Now, when I first realized, this is important, when I first realized that this was the vision I had 
for my life. This is the vision for my life. And I, I, I came to understand that this is why you're here, right? I did not see visually with my eyesight. I did not see anything that matched my insight. So when I looked, I didn't see any of it. I didn't even see it as an opportunity. I didn't even see how it was even possible when I looked at it with my eyesight. I didn't see how I could get on stage and be talking to thousands of people. I didn't see that. I didn't see how I had what it takes or the opportunity around me or the people around me to help me write a book or inspire me to write a book. I didn't see any of that with my eyesight, but I had this image that was created based on my insight and what I felt my, my passion was, my vision was, and what it is that I was here to do, right? So hear me out. Now I'm in conflict. Things that I'm seeing, the things that I'm experiencing, the things that I'm going through in my life on a daily basis at this time do not match, do not line up with what it is that I have as an insight of what I should be doing with my life. I didn't see some of the opportunities that I felt I should have if this is where I wanted to go, right? Now, it took me years, literally. It took me years to understand um, that even if these two things did not match, I had the power to decide which one I was going to give power and my attention to. Mm, Hold on, guys. Did y'all get that? Even if you don't see the things in your direct line of sight, you don't see the opportunities coming your way. You don't see the people that can help you get where you want to go. If you don't see that, but your insight says, this is who you are, this is who you should be, but you don't see it visually, you have, a, you have the power to say, I am going to focus my attention on either my vision and my insight or what I see with my eyesight. This is how people don't become products of their environment. I talk about this a lot too. People become, you know, we've heard that. You become a product of your environment. So you're living based on your eyesight. You're living based on what you see every single day. You're not giving any power, any attention to the insight, to the vision that you have of what your life can be. So this is where I was. And I decided that I needed to start to focus on my vision. I needed to start to focus on my insight. And in doing that, I'm going to share with you what happens, right? When you start to focus on your insight, focus on your vision, and that's where you put your attention. That's where you put your power. Yes, you have to go through your day-to-day and all that kind of stuff, but your attention and your focus is on the insight, is on the purpose, is on the passion, not the eyesight, what you see. So our input peripherals, our input peripherals, our our sight, our our hearing, our, our smell, our taste, we are inundated. All day, every day. These peripherals are inundated all day, every day. And you're going to see things with your eyesight, and you're going to have to make a decision on what you want in your life. So for me, I was being inundated with all kinds of stuff every day. I see stuff all day. And especially with this whole social media thing, you're seeing all kinds of stuff all day long. Does the stuff that you're focusing on, the stuff that you're spending time on, the stuff that you are consuming, 
Is it feeding the vision and the insights? See, this is part of the alignment. If what you're giving it is not feeding the alignment. So I would see things with my eyesight, right? And I was making decisions based on my eyesight and what I was seeing and making decisions on what I wanted to do with my life. So I would say, this is to give you an example. I would say I wanted a certain car. I wanted that car because I've seen somebody else with that car, right? Not really that it was in, in me like this is the car I should have. It was like I saw somebody else with that car or I wanted this kind of house or I wanted to have this type of career. Um, I, would, I would say I wanted to be married to this type of woman and I wanted to have these kind of kids, right? And I say all these things and I was actually making decisions based on these things, but they were not part of my vision. And, and these thoughts and decisions were made solely on what I was seeing with my eyesight. I was not focusing on my insight. I wasn't focusing on my vision, right? And it's so crazy because I'm telling you, I had a, I had a picture in my mind of what my wife was going to be. Do you know I married somebody who was totally opposite of what I thought I was going to marry, and she is actually exactly what I needed in my life and what I wanted in my life. But she was not the picture that I had. Proves to me that it wasn't part of the vision that I that or, or the purpose of my life. Because I created this picture and what I what I needed, what I needed, the universe, God knew what I needed and sent me what I needed. So it wasn't based on my eyesight. When I stopped focusing it on it, really, and this is this is the true story. When I stopped focusing on being in a relationship, when I stopped focusing on the whole wife thing and being married and having all this, because I wanted that. When I stopped focusing on it and I started focusing on what my vision was for my life, she came like that out of nowhere. Now, when we're going through and we're making decisions based on the things that we see, guys, this becomes an issue because now when it's not based on what you really would need in your life, you're supposed to have in your life, now you're you're, you're not living your authentic life. You're not. You're not being who you are supposed to be. And I found myself in that same situation doing things that didn't sit well in my, in my spirit. So this is, again, some of you have been through this. You are doing things right now. It may be your job. It may be who you're with. It may be whatever. But you're doing things right now. When you sit back and you by yourself, you just feel uncomfortable. You're like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? What? What? I'm doing why? And it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit well. But what we do, because this is our life, quote unquote, we quickly bury those feelings of discomfort. We bury those things because everybody who's looking at us thinks that we're doing good or thinks that we're doing what we should be doing. I was the same one. Everybody looked at me, thought I was doing well, but I was not where I needed to be. I was not doing what I wanted to do, and it, I could feel it inside. And this was important to me at the time because, you know, a lot of times we want to be accepted. Here's something that you need to understand. This is neuroscience right here, ladies and gentlemen. Your brain, your brain has a desire to be accepted. It creates the desire in you to be accepted. So you're going to do things around certain people that you want to be accepted by. We want to be accepted. Our brains thrive on acceptance. They thrive on acceptance. We do things 
to be accepted. And some of those things are not things that we feel very good about doing. There are certain things that don't sit well in our spirit, but we do them because we want to be accepted. This is why people join gangs. This is why people join certain groups, because they want to be accepted. And in their life, they may not have been accepted by the ones that they really wanted initially, but now they go somewhere else because we desire acceptance. Think about it. But when you're not living your life on purpose, you're not living your life based on your insight, you're living your life based on your eyesight, that acceptance is not right. So it still does not feel good to you inside. So I began to ignore my intuition. This is what I was doing. And this is what a lot of you probably are doing. You're ignoring your intuition. You're ignoring the voice inside. You're ignoring the signs that you're getting. You're ignoring your, your spirit, what it's saying to you. You're ignoring that internal voice that constantly talks to us. You're ignoring all of that. And as you ignore that and you ignore what you feel inside and the things that you should be doing, you are not making decisions based on that, but you're making decisions based on what you see. And when you start making decisions based on solely what you see, you lose your way. You lose your way. Because see, some of you right now may be trying to figure out how the heck did I get here? Like, how did I get here? How did I get to this place? How did I get in this situation? And some of you might be saying, how did I get in this situation again? Like, this ain't the first time you've even been in a similar situation like this. Some of you are saying, how did I get in this situation again? And you know how you got there? Because you had an experience similar to this in the past, and you responded the same way that you're responding now. And that response was probably based on your eyesight, what you thought you should do, what you see other people do, instead of what you felt inside that you should do. We weren't using our insight. We were using our eyesight. And so now we're experiencing the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over again. How many times have you heard somebody say, I keep dating the same type of people? Why? Because you're not following your insight. You're following your eyesight. So we're doing the same things over and over again. So if you're in a place that you never dreamed of being in, if you're in a place that you never wanted to be in, more than likely, more than likely, you're being led by your eyesight, not your insight. Think about it. Think about it, guys. Why are you there? Now, some of you may be in the ideal situation where you want to be in life, where you've always dreamed of being. Some of you are there. And for those of you who are there, I congratulate you. But that means is that you have somehow started to listen and follow the passion. And listen to the, you know, be directed and guided by the insight in your life. As opposed to your eyesight. Does that make sense? Okay, now listen. Our life, life, this whole life thing, it, it's, it's like an optical illusion. It's like an optical, 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 I can't speak, guys. Optical illusion, because we often see things with our eyes that are really not here to be. We see things, and we, we make them what we want them to be. So those things that we see are not really what we think sometimes. You know, and it's so crazy when I think about this, I think about the, the, the rap group, the Ghetto Boys. The Ghetto Boys, some of y'all may remember the Ghetto Boys. 
But in 1991, they had a song called My Mind's Tramp Playing Tricks on Me. My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me. And this is what happens to us all the time. It's happening every single day. Our mind is playing tricks on us. We see something, and our mind goes to the whiteboard, right? Goes to the whiteboard, pulls up what we have, what it finds, and it says, oh, this right here, what you're seeing, is just like this that we saw before. So it finds something that may not be exactly what we're seeing, but it'll bring up something that's close to it. And we'll respond that way, and we'll react to whatever it is that we're going through right now based on something that happened in our past. Our mind is playing tricks on us. Understand your mind wants to be accepted. So it's going to do things so you can be accepted by certain groups. Your mind wants to be safe. So it's going to make sure that you stay out of harm's way, even though there may not be any real danger. Your mind is constantly playing tricks on you. And if you're not conscious of this, your mind will have you going down paths that you should not be going down. So some people see someone let me give you an example. Some people see someone who may have, they believe has money, right? Let's just, give, let's just use this general example. You see somebody you believe has money, and on your whiteboard is what images of what life could be like if you had money. So we have these images because we watch TV. We watch videos. We watch all this stuff where we see people. And you know, you have movies where you see millionaires and these people with all this money. They got nice houses and cars and boats and jets and all this stuff. So we have these images here, even though it's not our experience. That image is there. And we feel a certain way when we see it, like, ah, I want that, or whatever it is, right? So when you see somebody who has money, your brain, your mind goes to the whiteboard, pulls up all these, all these images, all these things that you feel when you see these images, and now... Your eyesight, though, your eyesight, you may be in a situation where the people that you see who are making money are selling drugs. That's where you are. That may be your environment. And so you see, when you think about having money, but that you see making money or selling drugs, what you're going to do? If you're working off of your eyesight, your goal and your, your desire now is going to go towards selling drugs because now you've associated the, the, the idea of having money, you have this image of what it looks like and will be like to have money, but the people that you see who are making money are selling drugs. So what you end up doing is you go into that same business. That's the industry that you go into because now you have correlated having money and how people in your eyesight, in your, in your vision, your, in the perception of who makes money, the perception of who makes money is now these type of people, that's what you do, right? If you saw doctors all the time or if you saw athletes or you saw musicians or you saw lawyers or whatever, and that's what you saw and that was your perception and those are the people that you believed make money, that's what you would go and do. I chose my major in college based on that. It wasn't what I really wanted to do, but I thought that's what people, you know, that was a good major where people made money. It had nothing to do with passion. It had nothing to do with my insight. It had nothing to do with what I believed I was here to do based on perception, who I thought made money, the idea of what I thought money looked like and having money looked like. That's why I chose the major that I chose in college. So I tell my children, choose what you want to do with your life. 
not just based on making the money. What are you passionate about? What do you have? What is the insight? What does it say? What do you what do you feel when you do certain things? Do the thing that makes you feel good and find out how to monetize that. Now, we must remember, we must remember that if our eyesight and our insight are not in alignment, we're going to lose our way. Now, when I say in alignment, let me break this down to you. What we see and don't see is based on our perception. So what we see and we don't see, and I say don't see because there are things right in front of you right now that you don't see, that you don't see, that you, because your mind has, is focused on something else, it's going to blind you to some of the things that are out there. So what it is that you see and don't see is based on perception. What we believe our purpose is in life is based on our insight, it's based on our vision. This is what happens. Let me tell you how amazing this is and how amazing your brain is, your mind is. When you are focused on what your vision is, when you are focused on and you're aligned and you are given the attention and the power to the things that are move you towards what your insight is and what your vision is, your eyesight will now start to see things that align with it. They will start to see things that will help you go in that direction. I talked about this, I think it was last week, a week before last. Most people call it coincidence. It's not coincidence. It is confirmation. Let me explain. I'm going to give you a prime example that just happened to me like day before yesterday. I am tagged by, I think Denise tagged. Denise, you tagged me on this. Uh, Dr. Denise O'Sullivan. And if y'all are not friends with her, you need to be friends with her on Facebook. She's going to do a meditation class. Y'all need to be in it. That woman is phenomenal. But she tagged me in this video of another woman who was a neuroscientist, and she's talking about living an authentic life from a neuroscientist perspective, like how your brain actually works. Now, this has always been for years what has fascinated me in line. Now, I, I am, I'm, I'm just in line with what I should be doing, right? I believe that wholeheartedly. So because I'm in line, all these things are being brought to my attention. All these things are being brought into my perception and my, my line of sight. So she sends me this video of this woman and come to find out this woman is talking about all this, how the brain and the amygdala and the limbic system and, and your brainstem and where the memories are, because your memories are held in your brainstem. I just want you to know that it's in your brainstem. So she's saying all this stuff and I'm fascinated at the end of the video. Guess what she says? I have a course that I have in line where you can become and learn the neuroscience to help in whatever it is that you are doing in life. Bam. That's alignment. That's alignment, guys. When you start, think about it. If the things that you are starting to see happen in your life, you feel are coincidence? No, no, no. You need to look at it because it's confirmation of what you should be doing. Now, if the things that are happening in your life are not what you want to be seeing and what you want to experience, you need to act like you need to go back now and look at your alignment between your insight, that vision, what you think you should be doing, that purpose in your life, and what your eyesight is seeing. You need to go back and you need to check those two. And so you need to make some changes. You need to change your view, change how you're viewing things, right? I have been working and working and working so hard to get out there just with the company that I work for, right? So I do my speaking, but I also am a software trainer as well. So I do both. And I've been trying so hard to try to figure out myself, how do I get my company 
to get me to train on mindset as opposed to Microsoft stuff for a long time. I've been trying to figure out for a long time, but I let it go and I stepped back and I just started to focus on what it is that I wanted to do. I'm going to give you another example, guys. I wanted, I had to step back and I said, I'm just going to do my thing. And I'm focusing on my passion. I'm focusing on my insight. I'm not worried about the things that I see because most of them are distractions. So I'm just working. I'm working. I'm working. Outside of my job, doing my thing, on my time, I'm working. Guess what? I'm leaving this afternoon to go to a work conference where they have asked me to speak about what I do and actually give me an hour to stand on stage with hundreds of people that are coming to this conference from all over the country to speak about mindset. I'm going out there and tell them and share with them the three things that control your life. Guys, it's alignment. It ain't special. I'm not special. I'm just in alignment. So I was trying to get you to understand. So here are three things before we wrap up, right? Here are three things that I want to share with you to help change your view, to help you get started in changing your view, okay? Here are some concepts. The first one, now this I came up with a long time ago, and most people don't get it when I say it, so I'm going to try to break it down to you as best as I can. But here it is. Make note of this. Write this down, guys. You need to have this, and you need to think about this all the time. If you don't see it, before you see it, you will never see it. Let me say it again. Write this down. I'm going to break it down for you, though. If you don't see it, before you see it, you will never see it. So let's break that down. If you don't see it, if you don't see it in your mind, if you don't have the vision, the insight of it, if you don't see it in your mind, you will not see it in front of you, but you got to see it in your mind first. So if you don't see it in your mind before you see it in front of you, you will never see it manifest. Whatever that idea is, whatever that thought is, if you can't visualize that in your mind before you actually see the physical, tangible thing, whatever it is, if you don't, if you don't see it in your mind before you actually see it, you'll never see it. It'll never manifest. It'll never manifest. So you got to have the vision first. You got to have the insight first. Dale Carnegie put it this way. Whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. But it has to conceive it First, then believe it, then you'll achieve it. So if you don't see it in your mind, before you see it in front of you, you'll never see it manifest. So I hope y'all got that one. Number two, you need to update your whiteboard. Update your whiteboard. What does that mean? We got this whiteboard that's been going on for years, all our life, and it's just things that are being popped up on there. You need some new experiences. You need to go through some new things. You need to have some new things that are put on your whiteboard with the emotions and the feelings that make you feel good, that you like, that are guiding you towards what it is that you want out of life. You need to update your whiteboard. Think about what it is that you're doing every single day. I'm not saying that you got to go on vacation every day. I'm saying you need some new experiences. Change what you listen to. Change what you watch. Change who you associate with. If those are not the people and those are not the things that are going to guide you in the direction of where it is you want to go, update your whiteboard. Now, some of you also can go back to certain experiences that you had, and if you look at that experience and you dig into it and you spend time with it, find the good in that experience. 
guess what that does? That updates the image of that experience on your whiteboard. So now when something else similar happens, you have a different response. You have a different response because you changed the emotion attached to that image. So update your whiteboard. And the third thing is I want you to change your lens, guys. Change your lens. So, again, we talked about eyesight. Our perception is based on what's on our whiteboard, the experiences that we've had. You need to start looking at things as you go forth in your life, in your journey. You need to start looking at things and experiences that you have every day in a way that correlates to your vision. Whatever it is that you're confronted with, anything that you're, you're looking at or you're experiencing right now, how can that benefit your vision? On my job every day, I'm doing training all the time, but I'm not teaching the things that I ultimately want to teach, right? I'm teaching Microsoft, all this stuff, but I want to talk about the mind. I want to get people thinking. So I had to look at my job, you know, this job and say, how can this benefit me and my vision and my insight? I had to start to figure that out. So change your lens. Have some different experiences. Find positive ways to connect with what you're experiencing and what your vision is. That is how we're going to start aligning our insight with our eyesight. The things that you are going to start seeing when you focus on your insight, the things that you are going to start seeing is, are going to correlate. But you have to pay attention and understand that there's a way that that can help you. And sometimes you may have to look a little deeper to figure out what that is. So I've gone through these things, guys. That's the only reason I'm sharing it with you. I've implemented these things into my life. I began to see things change for me. I have started speaking on stage in front of hundreds of people. Thousands of people are coming. I've, I've already done that. I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm going to do it again in November. In November, I am going to be speaking with uh, on, at an event that Sir Charles Carey is putting on called Change Mastery, Profiles of Triumph. It is November 3rd and 4th. If you are in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, you need to be here. You need to be here because this is going to be an event with a host of other great speakers talking about a variety of different topics that you need to be aware of that is something going on in your life. So if you're in the D.C. area, I do want to promote that you go here. You need to go to C-M-P-O-T-C-M-P-O-T-Events.com to register. And if you are in contact with me, I will have a few tickets um, in a couple of days so you can get them from me. There are two ticket points. You can come in at $47, I believe it is. And then there's the VIP tickets, which are $97. You get a, a gift bag with some of these the, the, some of the speakers that are going to be there are authors. They have all kinds of products and services. They'll have some samples of those things in this gift bag for those who come at the VIP level, which is $97, which is a steal based on the people that are going to be there. And I'm going to be there. <laughs> so be there. Contact me if you need it. I'll have it on my Facebook page, but cmpotevents.com. But guys, change your view. Change your view. Change how you're seeing things. Change the images on your whiteboard. Change the things so that your eyesight aligns with your insight. I hope this made sense to you guys. I hope that this challenges you to change how you're thinking and how you're seeing things. 
I want to thank you for joining me this week. As always, I'm always excited to have you guys here and, and be able to, you know, pour into you. And I love the feedback that I get after the show. So continue to do that so we can have great conversations. But I love you. God loves you. If you're not following me on Facebook, hashtag wise words with Darius, the web, the, the Facebook page, join the group. We are creating our wise tribe because we all have to help one another. I learn from you just like you may learn from me. So guys, I thank you. I appreciate you. I want to thank 50 plus the second half magazine for giving us this platform. Again, I wish you all a phenomenal, phenomenal week. Oh, pray for me, guys. I need some positive energy, some positive vibes, because I am great getting on a plane this afternoon in a couple hours. I'm going to the West Coast. So all the positive energy and the prayers and the vibes and the good vibrations, please send my way. But have a phenomenal week. I love you. God loves you. And always remember, greatness begins with one wise decision. Have a great day, guys. This show was brought to you by the 50 Plus, the second half magazine. Thank you for stopping by, and we hope you will tune in next week. Good night.